Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is brought to you by Mental Health. Mental Health are an award-winning men's mental health organisation. Um, they run a lot of groups called the Speak Easy, where you guys can go and have a cup of and talk. Um, a lot like you do about football as well. Um, this podcast here with Yusuf, we do touch on mental health. We also talk about Yusuf's absence from social media, which was talked about a lot online um, when he wasn't on there. Um, we also talk about football, we talk about Lewis Wing, we also talk about Tony Pulis, we talk about Chef Wednesday, we talk about a lot of subjects including um, Middlesbrough's current situation with not scoring many goals. Um, it's a great podcast, um, if you do like it, please like, should, uh, like share, retweet, favourite, do what you need to do. Um, and also we are going to be creating a Facebook page for this podcast as well, so please do like that when we get it all set up. Um, this is the Boy Breakdown Podcast. I'm Johnny Bullock. Let's get right down to it. Fleming for Craig Hignett. Hit it, Higgy. Higgy hits the track. Ravanelli coming alive again. Janino wants the ball played to him. Ravanelli spots out. Welcome back to the Borough Breakdown podcast and what a week and a half it's been. Um, the Borough defeated Ipswich by two goals to nil and then were defeated by Aitor Karanka's Nottingham Forest by the same scoreline. However, today I'm delighted to be joined by a fan who doesn't need an introduction but I'm going to give him one anyway. Um, he's a fan favourite from the Borough Faithful. It's Yusuf. Yusuf, welcome back to the Borough Breakdown. How are you doing, mate? Thank you very much, Johnny. I'm delighted to be back. How, you know, Thank you for asked me to come on here and yeah i'm really looking forward to it good um in the last pod we we spoke a lot really it was like a two-hour podcast yeah, but, um, it was. um but we spoke about we spoke about your all-time borough 11 uh spoke about yeah. last season when i think it's yeah. around when we were starting to go towards the playoffs as well um so that's right yeah. five six months ago and it was a while and then we got we spoke about racism in football and obviously your rise right. to the prominence again amongst the the borough faithful as well but I want to start the podcast um, with this season. Um, how do you think this season's gone so far? I know we're only like 10, 11 games in, um, but how do you think it's gone so far? Yeah, obviously it's been a, you know about a quarter, a quarter way through the season. Um, it's been obviously all right. We've won half of our games, you know, six games, I think, out of 12 we've won. So, um, you know, we're fourth, you know, playoff positions. 
So it's, it's, it's been an all right start to the season. You know, in fact, it's been better than all right. If, if you look at the you know, bigger picture, it's been better than an all right start to the season. It's been a very good start to the season. Obviously, we want it to be an excellent season. You know, an excellent season for us, obviously, to be top two. Um, but, you know, we're fourth. And, um, you know, we've, we've, you know, one half of our games as well, which is, which is you know, if, if we continue that, you know, ratio of, you know, roughly two points per game, that should be enough to, to, to get us promoted. But yes, it's been a good, you know, pretty good start to the season. Um, and yeah, we've just got to, you know, get even better, hopefully. Yeah, and no, I agree. I think if you look at the table, I think it's like a, a tremendous start. And um, especially we're having the best defence in the league by a country mile. It, mm. it does help. Yeah. Um, but what do you think about the performances, though? Um, I've been, I've been, I would, I would say, like, um, I'm not happy with the performances, but I've been on the fence. I've been like, well, I haven't been too excited of how, how we've been playing, but we've been grinding out results. Yeah. And I think um, it's all there's always signs of a good team where you're not playing well and you're still winning football matches. Um, exactly. But how do you think the performances have, have matched our position in the league so far? Um, yeah, it's a difficult one, isn't it? I think mm. you can almost split. I, I, I know it's only the start of the season, but you can almost split it into two. You know, you, you look at the Leeds game uh, from the first game of the season to the Leeds game, the first six games. Obviously, we were flying, you know, top of the table. Um, and then from the Norwich game, which is uh, after the play, uh, after the international break, uh, up until the Nottingham Forest game, that's the you know the, the second half of the, you know, part of the, the season so far, and that hasn't been great. Um, and I think it's coincided with Lewis Wing, um, his disappearance. I mean. It's mind-boggling. I mean, every match that I go to, a lot of fans are, you know, questioning where Lewis mm-hmm. Wing is because he always had a terrific start to the season. Um, I think Pulis mentioned that he had a, a flu, so he missed the first, you know, week of uh, after the international break. Um, but we haven't really seen him, have we? You know, he no. hasn't even been on the bench. You know, fair enough if, if 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 he's not starting. But the fact that he's not even on the bench that we can, you know. Have that someone that can come off the bench to to, to change a game because he helped change the, you know the start of the season, first game of the season against Millwall away. Yeah. Um, but to answer your you know original question, how how I think uh, the, you know the the, the start of the season's been was, was that your question? I've it was completely gone. It was more. It was more or less. More or less. If if the performances themselves okay. kind of matched where yeah. where where we're in the where where we are in the league, but. I know you don't have to play the most attractive football. You don't have to play, play like Manchester City to get results. Um, you know, the likes of Sam Allardyce and Pulis, they haven't played the most attractive football in the world and they don't sit out, but they do the basics right and they grind out yeah. results. So, like, it's kind of like, do you think... I don't know, do you think that we deserve to be where we are? It's, that's kind of like the question it should be asked. Really. Do we deserve to yeah, be where we are? I think so. I mean, um, in terms of, you know, negative football or whatever, I mean, I've... I've I've gone to most of the games this season and I can't really think of too many games where I can say we were mm. like playing like really, really badly. I mean, I think obviously the the Forest game, I think the whole game as well, um, the first hour against Millwall. Um, but we played some good stuff this season. Obviously, that's coincided with when Lewis Swing was in the side and, mm-hmm. um, and whatnot. Yeah. Obviously, you know, Tony Pulis has, has this you know, label about his, you know, uh, route on football. But I think you've seen some of our goals that we've scored this season. Mm-hmm. We scored a, you know, excellent goal, you know, Ashley Fletcher's goal, where we just passed, passed, passed against Preston. That was obviously terrific. And yeah. um, we scored another excellent uh, team goal as well. 
It's interesting. I think you've definitely seen the poll that we put up the other day. Um, so if you haven't, I'll, I'll say it back to you. So um, yeah. Lewis Wing hasn't been in the team at all. Um, but who would you yeah. currently switch him with in the Borough eleven? Now you've got Savlin, Bezic, who tend to like alternate with each other. Mm. Um, you've got Johnny House and you've got Adam Clayton. If we play three yeah. in midfield, who are you going to switch him for? Because over like three hundred forty-one people vote. Three hundred forty-one people voted. Um, yeah. They've all said between well, it's been a mixture of Savile mm. or Bezic. Do you agree okay. with that, or who would you replace to get Lewis Wing back in the team? Then, obviously, when you, when, you, when you look at that trio of midfield, um, the key key man in that trio of midfield is obviously Adam Clayton. Yeah. He, he does a specific you know role in the team, and he does a terrific role in the team. You know, and you, you saw that we missed uh, Adam Clayton against Nottingham Forest. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, he's obviously absolutely key. He's probably the, the one that you have to start. Um, and then after that, you've got Johnny Arsenal, I think, has been one of our players of the season. Yeah, he's um, been brilliant. So you can't really drop Johnny Arsenal either. Um, so unfortunately, it's got to be the two signings who have been brought in uh, to basically take Lewis Wing out of the team. You know, Besic is obviously a terrific player. He showed what a top-top player he was in, in, in the Ipswich game. Um, and obviously, last season, uh, he was uh, fantastic. And we obviously had to sign him. Obviously, the, you know, the big question marks, George Savile. I mean, I'm sure George Savile's a fantastic player, but I suppose the question that a lot of fans are asking is, did we need to sign, you know, make that signing? Because obviously, it was a position that we were very, very mm. strong in. We have a lot of really, really good players in. Did we need to strengthen that position? And did we need to spend the money that we did on... Uh, George Savile, obviously, we spent the money on him. So you know, if if, if he comes in and, and, and does the job, you know, becomes a goal-scoring midfielder, great. But uh, you know, obviously, I'll, I'll give him the support of, of, of the, the the players that I generally tend to do, you know, and, and the Borough fans tend to do, which we're pretty good at. You know, we, you know, you look at last season when obviously Johnny Alston came in, he struggled, um, mm-hmm. but he, you know, he had a, a spell out of the team, and then when he came back in, he looked better and improved. Week game, you know, week in, week out. Obviously, George Savile didn't have a pre-season under Tony Pulis, and nor did Nobesic. Lewis Swing, Adam Clayton, and Johnny Arson have. So I think that also gives them the upper hand. You know, the the, the, the famous Tony Pulis pre-season. So for me, you know, the three has got to be uh, Adam Clayton, Johnny Arson, and uh, um, Lewis Swing. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I do agree with you. I think it would make sense for Wing to be. In, um, part of that trio with House and Clayton and funny enough Lewis Wings playing tonight with uh, Harry Chapman against Walsall so yeah. so, and Andy Lonergan so yeah and Lonergan they're, they're as well. the first teamers that are yeah playing so yeah I'm, I'm sure he'll, 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 he'll deal really well it's interesting that um, that uh, they're both playing in the under-23s tonight and I think Pulis probably will be watching he'll watch some mm. sort of the game and he'll be thinking well are they doing enough to get back in the team um, at the start of the season we put out a tweet when um, Adama Traore left and we yeah. said it's a perfect time for Lewis Wing and Tav and Chapman yeah. to kind of step up um, Ring obviously has Tav did brilliant against Preston mm. um, Chapman just hasn't really featured um, and everyone everyone's put like the money on Harry Chapman to kind of push through um, but mm. 
do you think he's like struggling to cope on a Tony Pierce's style or do you think or do you actually think he's gonna come through at the end of the season and start playing regular team football or do you think he should go out on loan um for a further season uh this year? It's a difficult question, obviously. I think in terms of technical ability, you know, Harry Chapman's up there with the very best that I've seen come through the academy. Obviously, we've produced some really tough players over the years, people like Stewie Downing, um, Adam Johnson, who probably, I shouldn't really be allowed to say that name, um, uh, Marshall, um, whatnot, but Harry Chapman's up there with in terms of his technical ability. Um, mm. it's, it's a difficult one, obviously. He's, he's had a lot of injuries, uh, which haven't helped him. Yeah. Um, and then there's the question mark is he injury prone because obviously there's certain players who you've seen tend to be injury prone but he's a top top player I mean he's at this stage of his career where you know rightly he, he should be believing he's good enough to be playing week in week out yeah. you know he's had a lot of loans um, he's got a terrific record in terms of the teams that he's gone on loan they tend to get promoted I think if you look at I think Barnsley went to Barnsley got promoted went to Sheffield United got promoted, went to Blackburn, they got promoted. Mm-hmm. So, he, you know, if you look at his last three loans, he's got a terrific record um, in getting teams, you know, promoted and, and being involved in winning teams. And, and that, that's no coincidence. He's, he's a terrific, terrific player. I would love him to be involved. I think you saw uh, he had a terrific assist in the preseason game against Hartlepool, where he practically ran through the whole uh, Hartlepool defence and put it on a plate for Sambalong, who scored an excellent goal. Um, but I still think he's, he's a vital, vital player because obviously you, you look at our wide players, uh, we haven't really got uh, width, uh, natural width. Obviously, we've got Stewie Down, but he's playing mm-hmm. more centrally nowadays. Martin Braithwaite, who he'd think of himself as a striker, and obviously Marcus Tavernier as well. So, in terms of natural wingers, we've only really got Marcus Tavernier and Harry Chapman. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, um, they're given opportunities um, from now until January. And that's the beauty of the fact that. You know, uh, the transfer window's closed. So if, if if we need width, we're going to have to 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 use them and, and utilise them. The only disappointment, I guess, is the fact that neither of them are on the bench. You yeah. know, um, when I look at our bench, I sometimes think it's a little bit defensive because it's all very well, you know, to have good you know good players on the bench. But you look at it and you think, if it's not going our way, it'll be good to have a plan B or a plan C. You mm-hmm. know, um, you know, another first teamer who I'm. Obviously, started off really, really well. He's obviously found himself um, out of the light, you know, the, the, the team and the squad lates. Obviously, been Ashley Fletcher. He, he, he started the season off excellently, but it seems like obviously Pulis has his, 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 his preferred players, players that he he likes, that you know, players that suits his style of football. Obviously, really just said was out injured for a very, very long time, and as soon as he gets back fit, he's, he's straight on the, the, the bench. Ashley Fletcher, who started off the season very, very well. You know, found himself completely out of, of, of the squad, so it's, mm. it's a difficult one. It really, really is, to be fair. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's like it's those three players of Fletcher, Tav, and, and Chapman yeah. um, should feel unfortunate that shouldn't be in, they shouldn't be in the squad. Um, mm. what, you when you're absolutely spot on when you look at the bench and it's defensive. But when, when I look at it as well, I just think, how are we going to change the game? Um, yeah, it's. Like okay, if if you're winning the football match, fantastic. Mm. You, you can bring on Bart, you can bring on McQueen, you can put mm. McNair on it. it. It doesn't matter. Like you can, you can, mm. we we can defend that lead comfortably. Um, and I think if we go ahead in games, we're not gonna lose many. 
Um, it's, mm. it's been a tremendous record that we've been dated back about 40, 50 games now, I think, where we've yeah. took the lead and we just haven't con- we, we've ended up winning the game. So mm. it's interesting. I, I would love to see Tavon, Chapman and Fletcher on the bench, but mm. Fletcher, I don't think, will get his chance as much um, yeah. because of the likes of Gestead um, being being ahead of him probably. and. Mm. Uh, but with Chapman and, and Tav, they have to they have to fight for it. But um, it's it's a fun fact, really. Um, Stewie Downing broke through in about two thousand and one, maybe I think it was two thousand and one. He, he broke through, um, yeah. and he made his debut. Only about, I think it was about sixteen, seventeen Downing, um, and then yeah. he, he didn't really play again until around about two thousand and three, two thousand and four. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah. So, he had that loan spell at Sunderland. Yeah, he? exactly. And then he came back. Uh, I think was it was that the uh, uh, Carling Cup final season. Yeah, that's it. He came. When he came back. Yeah, he came back because I think Janino got injured. I think if I mm. my mind remember if my mind's right, um, someone got injured. and Then we recalled him because he was scoring goals for them. Um, mm. but then his age there, he was about twenty twenty one. Um, so mm. if you think that Chapman's only really twenty, Tav's only eighteen. Mm. So like mm. they've still got time to come through. Um, oh, it's course, just it's just if they're going to get be given the opportunity. Um, no one expected Downing to play this well this year, in, in my opinion. Mm. I think, of course, yeah. I think um, we thought that Downing is probably going to start tailing off a little bit as age as age gets. You know, he's getting he's getting the late thirties. It's definitely very young, mm. but you're still a young, but all as a footballer. But mm. um, I think we all expected one of the young lads to take his place this year. And um, when we realised that there wasn't any wingers like going to come in, um, but that hasn't materialised, and Down deserves a lot of credit um, for yeah. for staying the team. But it, where do you think we'll end up come the end of the season? I know it's like really early stages, mm. um, but I think where do, where do you think we'll end up? Um, to be honest, I've seen enough to suggest that we will be right up there this season. Um, in terms of you know defensively, we've got a terrific defensive record, and we can't deny that um, but in terms of scoring goals obviously we need the players to start scoring goals we need our strikers to start scoring goals you know what I mean? we need our midfielders to start scoring goals and we need to start taking our chances mm-hmm. um, I look at certain games and I just think if, if we took a few of our chances you know we'd, we'd be looking at a different result you know um, and it's about being clinical in front of goal and it's about playing to players you know strengths because obviously for me I personally believe Britson belongs as our best striker. You know, different people have different opinions, um, but if, if, but I think we've got to play to his strengths. You know, yep. he's 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 not a target man, um, which I think Pulis wants his, his his main striker to be. You know, a target man. He's, he's mm-hmm. someone that, um, you know, he's he's he's, he's, he's an excellent finisher. If you put balls in the box, you know, he he plays well with the likes of Tavernier, Lewis Wing, mm-hmm. Adama Traore when he was in. Certain players that suit, you know, that that, that suits uh, playing towards, you know, Brits' uh, strengths. Yeah. Um, Martin Braithwaite's another one, you know. Um, so that's why I felt sorry for Brit when he was alongside Jordan Hugel against, I think it was Holloway, and he struggled because he had Jordan Hugel alongside him, and then the midfield that there was no Stewie Downing, Stewie Downing was on the bench, yeah. and then it was, uh, it was, I think, uh, who, who, who did we have in midfield that day? I think it was Savile and Towson. And uh, Clayton, Clayton I think yeah. it was, and then obviously that that lacks a bit of creativity. Then the oh. only real creativity was probably from uh, Lou, um, from uh, Sam McQueen on the left hand side. But yeah. it, it, 
I, you know, I feel sorry for him. You know, and then at the start of the season, there, there was times where we were literally having like eight, nine players at the back and just British someone on, on, on his own. And he was working his absolute socks off. But I think if, if you want to get the best out of him, you have to get, you have to, you know, play certain players that suit his style of football, the likes of Martin Braithwaite, Lewis Swing, uh, yeah. Marcus Tavernier, you know, players that suit his style of football, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It, it, no, I, I agree with you. And I think create, having creative footballers on a football pitch brings more creativity out of like different players. Um, it's kind of like the tribes that like people like say if um everyone's doing some everyone's doing similar things, um yeah. you tend to copy that, um and you tend to take things on a lot quicker. Um, I, I think sure, it's, it's a yeah. book. It's I think it's a book called I think it's a book called Tribes. I think, um, yeah. which I kind of read it from, and I thought, oh, it's, it's quite interesting like, in terms of like perception of people and stuff like that. Um, but um, yeah. I think Brit does need um. But the creativity around him for him to score goals, and I think he gets unfair criticism um, by Borough fans that saying he that he's lazy and he, he doesn't do much. And well, don't get me wrong, but if you're leading the line by yourself, you're going to do a lot of pointless running. You have to get the ball to feet, and you've got to do make a run. Um, but we're not getting the ball to him, so it's it's that's why we're not probably scoring goals. And I think we're playing a little bit too defensively. Um, going forward, but then it comes down to the point of who should who should we drop and who should we give a chance to? You know what I mean? So it's absolutely it's a it's a puzzle, and I think it's going to give Pulis headaches and it's going to give fans headache. Uh, but I think Pulis has brought like he's kept Braithwaite, he's kept down the team because they, they have they have been playing well, but also they've got the experience there as well, which Tavern Chapman probably don't have. Um, but the only way to get experience is by playing football. So it's it's a it's it's a completely box of frogs that like you, 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 you just don't know, really, do you? Absolutely, yeah. I think it's spot on there, mate. Yeah, so, perfect. Um, looking at the the, the, t- the table as well, we've seen the likes of Sheffield United and West Brom come up there. Um, who do you think is going to probably be up there come the end of the season? I know it's very early stages. We've seen Aston Villa. Uh, I have no idea who they're going to appoint as manager. I think Thierry Henry's the favourite at the moment. Uh, yeah, that's right. But... Who do you think is going to be up there coming the end of the season? I appreciate it's a long way to go, but who do you think will be up there? Yeah, I mean it's a long, you know, a long, long way to go. Um, it's going to be obviously difficult. Um, uh, it's interesting. Obviously, Sheffield United at the top of the table, but they've um, lost, I think, more games than Birmingham. And Birmingham, I think, when I checked, they might be in seventeenth, sixteenth, seventeenth. So the fact that Sheffield United who are top and have lost more games than the team that's seventeenth, <laughs> I think it tells you one thing: it's, it's all about winning games. And Sheffield United, I think, have won the most games in the league. Um, yeah. And that's why they're top of the table. So, obviously, um, they've improved massively from when we played them. Um, second game of the season, when obviously, we completely you know, battered them, let's yeah. be honest. They, they, they never looked really good, did they, on that Tuesday night, uh, second game of the season. Yeah, uh, and we beat them 3-0 on that first half. It was practically you know, game over. Sheffield United, obviously, looking really, really good. But for me, the team that looks really, really good is uh, West Brom. Yeah. You know, I've been really impressed with uh, their, their, their scoring goals. They've got really, really good players. You know, they've got Darren Moore, who I think very classy uh, manager. Um, I read an article about him the other day where I think he was waiting in the tunnel and I think he was shaking every mm-hmm. single Reading player's hands. You know, small little things like that. It shows a human side. Um, obviously, he's a football manager, but that's irrelevant. A lot of people say, you know, that's irrelevant. You know, he's there to manage, you yeah. know, not to... to, 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 to to get applauded for, for things like that, but 
he gains my respect for small aspects like that and they look you know really really good you know Leeds can't be you know underestimated because obviously they've got a few injuries the likes of Bamford and Kamar Ruth and Hernandez you know, yeah. they look really, really good when they've got everyone fit. You know, they've got Alioski and mm-hmm. whatnot. So, obviously, you can't dismiss uh, Leeds. Nottingham Forest is, you know, creeping up the table yeah. slowly but surely. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday have had some really good results lately. Uh, Brentford, you can't underestimate Brentford. They're a really, really good side. Um, it's difficult. I mean, I think um, there's there's no team that I think is going to be, you know, outstanding. Because if you ask other sides, you know, they'll be putting, you know, ourselves up there, you know, they mm-hmm. you know, they'll say we're the team to beat. It's really, really difficult, and it's all about the team that's the most consistent and the team that wins the most games. It's all about winning games. Like I said, Sheffield United have lost more games. They've, they've lost three games. They've lost more games than the team, the seventeenth, Birmingham. Mm-hmm. But they're top of the table, and the reason why they're top of the table is because they've won games. They've won eight games, the most games in the league. So I think yeah. the team that wins the most games. I know that sounds ridiculous and it sounds obvious. But the team that wins the most games will get promoted. It's as simple as that. So that's why we've got to take risks. Mm. When we're drawing a game, like I look at the game a couple of weeks back, West Brom at home, we're drawing the game nil-nil. We took off Brit and then we brought on Hugo. Things like that, it's mind-boggling, you know, because if you want to win a game, you've got to keep Brit Sambalonga off, uh, on, sorry, bring on Hugo for one of the, our central midfielders and go for it. Mm-hmm. You know, likewise, I look at the... Uh, Sheffield United, uh, not Sheffield United, the um, Nottingham Forest game, we took off Martin Braithwaite, who's by far our most creative player. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, brought on, I think, uh, Adam Clayton. I know Adam Clayton came up for someone else, but if, if you're losing a game, you bring on your creative players. You need your most creative players on the pitch. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, Martin Braithwaite is by far our most creative player. You've got Braithwaite, you know, uh, Stewie Down. You need to have your creative players on the bench, uh, on, on the pitch, sorry. And go for it and win football matches. Of course, there's going to be games you're going to lose, but there'll be more games you win than you lose. And you know that's you know it's, it's about taking risk and, and going for it. But obviously, Pulis isn't that type of manager, is he? And, and there's a reason why we've got the, you know such a, a good defensive record. It's because we're tight at the back and we're you know pretty pr- pretty safe. But do you know what? It's it's it's, it's difficult being a manager because. If if, if 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 you go for it and, and and you lose three or four games in the bounce, you could find yourself out of a job. Mm-hmm. So it's it's I, I, you know it's easy for me as a fan to, to to say you know go for it you know attack attack attack. But you know if, if we attack 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 you know Pulis could find find himself out of a job if we lose four five six games in the bounce. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a difficult one. No, I, it it is very difficult, but. Um, as a, in a manager's perspective, I think if you can't win a football match, you don't lose it. Um, uh. That's always been my I, my advice when I'm coaching players. Is I always uh. say if, if if it's not going well or we're uh. trailing the game off or winning um, towards the end and the, the other team's trying to press quite hard, we we just don't get beat. Yet you do sometimes uh. put the extra defender on, and if you can't find a way to to break a team down, it's the ninety the eighty fifth to eighty sixth minute. I'm not really against putting a midfielder on and kind of sharing up the point because um, it, yeah. it, it, it does come it does come good come uh, come the end of the season. Um, I was going to say another point as well, but I completely forgot what I was going to say to you. Mm. Um, what was it? Oh, it was a uh, West Brom. So it was yeah, West. Yes. It was West Brom. Um, 
I thought that that game we played against West Brom was it was very equal, and I think they've mm. kicked on massively since then. Whilst we've kind of stuttered a little bit, um, mm. but I didn't think they were like anything flash. I thought we dominated the game, we had control, and I thought it was it. I thought we deserved the win um, when Ayala scored at the end, and also um, even even in the Notts Forest game as well. I expect them to be up there too. Um, mm. I think Karanka is gonna do a great job with them. You can kind of see the similarities of what he's uh, portraying at Forest now than what he did with with Middlesbrough as well. He kind of took that three year plan and he got us up there. Um, mm. And I think he's gonna do exactly the same with them. Um, their performance at the Riverside was probably a, one of the best Karanka performances I've seen. Um, and he was there for about three years. It was just perfect away performance from them. Um, the Maiders look like. Made Shotton and Friend look like amateurs um, on the wings. Mm. Really impressed by Joe Lolly, by the way. Um, oh, is it Joe Lolly? Yeah, Lolly was fantastic yeah, for them. Mm-hmm. Um, he was absolutely brilliant. He only cost them like 500 grand as well, I think. I don't know where they got him from. Yeah, uh, they got him from Huddersfield. Uh, Huddersfield. Yeah, he's, he's a good player. I mean, Joe Lolly's obviously uh, you know, a top player. You know, I think, uh, I've, I've known about him for a while. I think he started off uh, non-league. Yeah, he um, did, yeah. I think... Um, then I think he, he he did really well. Funnily enough, he used to be a, a former teammate of uh, Marvin Johnson. Um, I think uh, in, in one of his non non league sides. But yeah, he went to Huddersfield. He did really really well. Obviously, Huddersfield got promoted. Obviously, when you get promoted, um, it's difficult to, to, yeah. to force your way into a team that's promoted. You know, um, because the standard of players that you want to bring in is, is obviously a lot higher. He wasn't playing first team football. Obviously, not in the Forest by him. And you know what a terrific signing that he's been. So it, it proves that it's not it's not all about. Spending five, six, you know, million on, on players. There are some hidden gems out there, uh, yeah. and there are some bargains out there as well. So, you know, top top player Joe Lolly, and you know, he's cutting from the right hand side, cutting in on his left foot, so he scored a terrific goal as well. Yeah, top top player. I would love a player like him in, in, in our team. That's for sure. True, like you could technically say we've got similarities with having Chapman, but you can mm. But again, they haven't had that time to kind of prove a point. Um, it was like the five or six games where we did look a bit light on the bench. We pl- had a lot of uh. academy players on there, but the only way they're going to get better is by playing football matches. I know I said that earlier on, but then they kind of need to play that. Um, uh. But but let's move on, and I think let's. I know we, I know we were saying about um, Darren Moore, and I'm going to get back to Darren Moore in a second. But um, uh. there's one team I want to mention before we kind of move on to them, and it's well yeah. their neighbours in in Aston Villa. Um, yeah. Aston Villa poor start of the season. They're linked with all of our players who we were linked with. Um, are you pretty much are you surprised in how they've started the season so far? Um, yes and no. Obviously, there's been generally um, the team that loses the playoff final generally tends. To, when I say generally, obviously we dispelled that theory by getting promoted the following season. But generally, the team that loses the playoff final tends to struggle because they've had that disappointment. And then a lot of the players might have left, or the players that have stayed, they still they start off slowly. And then, you know, look at Reading last season. You know, they went to the playoffs for, uh, against Huddersfield a couple of seasons ago, and they had a pretty poor season. So yes, that um, yes and no. So no, that I'm not surprised in the sense that you know they generally tend to uh, struggle, but also they've got some really top players. Obviously, Steve Bruce is a manager who knows how to get promoted, um, mm-hmm. which is, is mind-boggling why they're sacked him because he's proven, you know, with had uh, with um, Hull, with um, Birmingham City, um, 
uh, he's you know he's, he's got a very very good record of getting teams out of this division um, and you know become you know making them established uh, Premier League sides. Um, but obviously, um, they you know that they that their transfer you know dealings um, recruitment uh, was generally it was like whoever Barrow were linked with you know they were yeah. side and obviously they ended up buying a lot of the players that we were linked with or tried to buy players that we were linked with and. Um, but they've got some really top top players, so of course you're quite surprised um, because in terms of going forward, they've got the likes of you know Tammy Abraham, um, Yannick Bellassi, and uh, they've kept Jack Grealish as well. They've got it's up there with the best you know attacking quality oh, is, defensively. Yeah. There's question marks, I guess you can say. I think they've been playing uh, Mila Yedinak at the back, so they haven't really replaced John Terry. Um, so it's a bit it's a bit iffy there. Um, but in terms of offensively, they're a really, really good team. But it's, when I say team, perhaps maybe not a good team, good individuals. Yeah. Maybe they haven't clicked yet. Um, and and who knows if, if they get in someone like Thierry Henry, it's, it's obviously a big question mark. Obviously, he's for me the greatest Premier League player um, ever. Um, but will he make it as a manager? You've seen manage, you know, top top players struggle to make it as managers. But then again, you're seeing the likes of Steven Gerrard, you know, the job that he's doing at Rangers, fantastic job. You know, Frank Lampard's had a steady start at Derby as well. So, you know, maybe the next batch of, you know, young managers coming through that were top, top players might might, might turn out to be, you know, top managers. Who knows? It's, it's very difficult to say. Uh, but obviously, you know, uh, Henri hasn't been confirmed to be their manager. They've been linked also with the... the, the the Brentford manager who yeah, uh, I think is it Smith, you know, yeah, he plays very, very good football. He got, I think, Walsall uh, into the, uh, you know, League One, he, you know, got them playing really, really good football. Um, you know, goes to Brentford, you know, they've got the top scorer school, in, in, in the league um, as well. So they're playing really, really good football, Brentford. Um, but yeah, it, it, we'll, 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 no idea who, who, who they're going to get. So yeah. I keep uh, uh, going on, on a little tangent there, but yeah, you, you asked that. You know, do, do I think Aston Villa? Uh, I'm surprised by the start. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit, to be fair. Yeah, um, I think there will be up there coming the end of the season. I think Stoke probably will start mm. creeping up there as well. But it's such an open league this year, and it's. Yeah. I think it's going to be probably the most challenging one for anyone to get up there. Um, I mm. do think that I think Leeds probably will fall a little bit. Um, no disrespect to Leeds, I think they start off very, very well. I think uh, Bielsa is mm. probably one of the best managers in the league, and Pochettino yep. uh, and um, Pep Guardiola have basically built their philosophies off him. So it's yeah, it's it's interesting, but I do think they'll fall away. If you know, what, if they prove me wrong, they mm. prove they prove me wrong. Um, so. But I don't care about them. But anyway, um, Darren Moore. Um, yeah. Darren Moore. I know we we spoke a lot on the last podcast about racism in football and uh, mm-hmm. people not getting the right chances. Um, so mm. Darren Moore, only black manager in the championship. I think there's only three or three or four black managers in the whole of the football league. There's Jason Newell. Mm. I think Jason Newell's a manager somewhere. Chris Hewton. Um, mm. Darren Moore, and I'm sure there's someone else. I just can't. I just can't remember his name. Top of my head. Um, mm. But do you think the the Rooney Rule is gonna like help progress things a little bit? And um, the Rooney Rule is like getting black managers the opportunity to manage at a, um, at a higher level to well, yeah higher level essentially. Mm. Um, obviously, it's a sensitive subject. Um, I mean, I'm a believer that the best person for the job should get the 
the, 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 the job. Simple as that. Um, it shouldn't be about what colour of their skin. It should be about mm. how good they are um, as, 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 a, as, 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 as a manager. Um, obviously, the statistics, um, if you look at how many black um, players that have played in, in Premier League football, Championship football, etc., it's not, it's not uh, even, um, obviously. Um, but at the same time, would the Rooney rule help? Honestly, I don't know, because it, it, teams might just um, uh, interview a black manager just for the sake of ticking yeah. that box. So we've interviewed uh, a, a black manager. Um, but I genuinely believe that the best person should get the job. It shouldn't be about you know skin colour. Obviously, if you're good enough, it doesn't matter the colour of your skin. Chris Sewell's yeah. proven that. Um, uh, uh, Darren Moore's has proven that as well. So, you know, I think it's all about... Uh, the quality uh, as, as, as a manager and um, obviously if Thierry Henry comes in as well um, that, 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 that will give uh, a lot of uh, young you know up and coming you know black managers the, the, the opportunity but it's about starting from the bottom you know I've, I've mm-hmm. heard comments from people like you know Sol Campbell you know complaining that he hasn't been given yeah. an opportunity um, but judging it's, it's a difficult one as well because like, you, you can't really judge because you, you don't know this whole story yeah. you know has he applied for many jobs and you know have people exactly. not been given him an opportunity uh, but then again it's, it's uh, I mean it's, it's difficult to say but like I said it's, it's all about how they are um, as, a, as, 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 as a manager rather than the, the, the colour of their skin mm-hmm. no I, I agree with you especially on like the comment of like the best man should, should get the job and I completely agree with mm. you um, in terms of Saul Campbell I think it could potentially try and be his ego a little bit. Um, mm. you, you know that I've played for England and not all good footballers make good managers. Gary Neville is probably an example of that. Well, don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't get me wrong, he went to Valencia and like not even knowing Spanish and also managing mm. one of the biggest clubs in Spain and mm. the turmoil they were going to do was probably a bit unfair. I think he actually did all right in the end. I don't think he'd lost quite a few games, but um, it didn't really work out for him. But they don't. They don't always. You don't always become a good manager if you're a good player, and I think they'll soon find that out. Um, but in terms of Saul Campbell, you're absolutely spot on. If he should be applying for the League Two for me, like if mm, if, if you go start from the bottom, work your way up, get something on your mm. CV. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank did it. Um, mm. it. Okay, it didn't work out with my QPR, but he, you know, he mm. made his name at Burton. So. Um, it's just interesting from to hear your perspective on that, um, especially like racism in the game as well. Um, mm. I know I should probably a bit of a, it's like a bit of a spoiler. I did ask you about this question before um, mm. we we came on air, and I know you took a lot of time off social media, um, yeah, because of like racism and also like people like abusing you online. Um, mm. How did that come about? If you don't mind me asking, and how mm. have you managed to like overcome that? Um, yeah, obviously, it's, it's, a, a lot's obviously happened. Um, I think how it came about, I think because obviously um, my rise from basically no one knowing me to a lot of Borough fans knowing me in such a short space of time, mm-hmm. um, even I didn't expect that, you know. Yeah. Um, obviously, it um, started off the season, I was doing, you know, Borough fan TV interviews and so a few people recognised me um, from doing the interviews, which is obviously fine. Um, and then my Twitter page, you know, uh, people were starting to like some of my views on my Twitter page. Mm-hmm. So slowly but surely that increased and I started doing match day vlogs. And I think when I started doing my match day vlogs, you know, 
it just blew blew up basically because yeah. um, people were watching it and um, and if even if they weren't watching it, they, they might have been sent you know footage of it and you know some of the the, the footage which was obviously sort of shown. Um, but I think yeah, slowly but surely um, with an increase in in, in, in popularity came a bit of criticism, you know, and obviously I don't mind the criticism, um, as long as it's, um, um, what's the word, as long as it's, uh, sorry, my mind's been completely blank, um, I don't like uh, criticism, as long as it's, uh, is, is, what's the word? It's, the help, the help, the, it's like opinionated, it's trying to give you, like, help you out, um, it's like constructive criticism yeah, a little bit. that's the word, sorry, obviously, yeah, as long as the, 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 the criticism's uh, constructive, obviously I don't mind, um, and it's difficult as well because obviously there starts to be labels as well, um, such as that I can't take you know criticism. I, I only want to hear good things about myself, and I only, you know I can't take you know criticism and stuff, which which is not true because obviously um, I've had many criticism which I've you know take, taken on the chin. I've, I've I've accepted. You know, some people you know would say to me, which is fine. They say to me, I, I, I can't really watch your vlogs because it's basically you just shouting at a camera, and for me. You know, you're just shouting at Camden China Burris songs, and for me, that's a bit too much. I said, that's absolutely fine. Mm. You know, that's your opinion. That's obviously sort of constructive. But for people to say that um, I've had comments like that, I'm weird, and I've had comments like, you know, who would record themselves at a match? You know, I've had comments like I'm attention seeking, or, yeah. you know, I want to be a super fan. I want to be Burris' number one fan. And I think what happens is when people start saying it, it almost, people start believing it. Yeah, and it's not true. And um, I, I feel privileged. I've met so many people, and most a lot of people that have met me, generally people that t- tend to meet me would say that I'm such a nice guy, and uh, I'm just a down to earth guy, whatever. Which is obviously great. Um, and I, I like to think of myself, you know, as, as being a nice guy. You know, I've always got time to have a chat about the borough, and you know, I'm quite kind hearted and whatnot. Um, and I don't do anything to offend anyone I don't think you know I don't yeah. go out slagging anyone I'm, I'm, I'm not really a, an argumentative kind of person mm-hmm. I, I don't have you know rants or I don't uh, offend you know any particular individual be it from the borough or from out of the borough you know I generally try to be a respectful person I like to give my opinions in a respectful way which obviously uh, I, I think that's important I try to be uh, a positive, you know, role model because obviously I understand a lot of my blogs are being watched by, you know, the younger generation of, of fans, and I've had a lot of parents come up to me and say it's great that they can see your enthusiasm and and, and, and whatnot, and they see that you don't have to be um, this, you know, ranter or whatever. You know, not that there's anything wrong with ranting. That's just just generally not my style of uh, of 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 of, um, of 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 what I do. But um, but yeah, it's it's just it got to the stage where there was a lot of negative. I mean, I, I I didn't do anything, and there was negative, negative, and then it started to mm-hmm. get um, a few racist comments here and there from people, which you can you, you, only to a certain time you can almost ignore, uh, you know. Um, and I tried to not make a big deal about it. I, I tried to not even mention it because. I don't want people to start saying, oh, he's playing the racist card and whatnot, which I read a few people wrote that, which I don't really want to play the racist card. That's not my style. Um, other people would, you know, can, 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 can obviously sort of say that. I, I'm not one to, to say, oh, they're being racist to me or they're this or that, they're that. But people that meet me, people that know me, 
I'm, gen- you know, I'm treated like a, a, exactly the same as, as, as any Borough fan. Yeah. And, and, and that's what, you know, that, that, that's what I like. If I go to a match, you know, I'm, I'm treated, you know, by by Borough fans when I go to matches as as, as one of, uh, as, as one of uh, our own, you know, if, 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 if I do something great, then they'll, they'll, they'll give a, a, a compliment. If I do something not great, they'll, 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 they'll let me know. And, and that's how it should should be, to be honest. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, that's 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 just uh, how, how 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 it's been for the last uh, few months or so. Yeah, it, the thing is, like people online, they don't realise that, like hurtful comments. Well, well, they don't they they don't understand that if you put something negative online or if you come for someone mm-hmm. online, they don't understand the repercussions of that happening to that person. Um, and I think. People don't see themselves as bullies, but if you yeah. said that in the street, you'd sit, you'd be, you'd feel something completely different. And um, I don't think people have actually realised that they've been very hurt. Obviously, the racism comments, are, you know, we that's plain, that's black and white. You know, they, they shouldn't say it all together. But I think some people, um, if you don't, if you don't have anything good to say, then don't say it. And that's yeah. how I've always been brought up. And, if you know, if you keep it to yourself. If you don't agree with someone, don't keep it to yourself. You don't. You don't have to. You don't know what someone's going through. Um, yeah. So I think people need to be more respective of that. And I think you took a lot, a lot of time to actually make that content. And it was actually good content. And you come all the way from yeah. London to the Borough matches, so it deserves a lot of respect for what you do. Um, so Thank you. thanks for actually sharing that as well. And I know we spoke about it as well. And it was kind of like a question that. I don't know if you felt a bit uncomfortable about talking about both. Uh, like this, not at, like all, a... not at all. I mean, I think because every match that I've been going to this season, you know, I always get people come up to me and they ask the same questions. You know, why have you come off social media? Why have you not done YouTube videos anymore? You know, why, why, why? And and they always say the same thing. They always say, ignore them, ignore them. And funnily yeah. enough, even the other day, uh, I saw uh, Rudy just stepped after the uh, not in the forest game. Yeah, and um, he says to me. How's your YouTube channel going? Um, because I think I used to comment on some of his uh, YouTube videos and probably yeah. clicked on my profile and, and saw bits of my vlogs and stuff. And he, he said to me, "How's your YouTube channel going?" And I said, "Oh, I've deleted it." And he said, "Why?" I said, "Oh, because I've got a bit of um, a little bit of uh, hate, and it got to the stage where I just couldn't take it anymore." And he was like, "Do you know what? I get hate all the time. Just ignore it. Yeah. I, you know, I get hate all the time. I don't care. I genuinely don't care, and I just ignore it. And that's the best thing to do." Obviously, he's strong enough to do that. Yeah. But I personally wasn't, mm-hmm. and I'm someone who likes to come out of the spotlight. I'm, I'm not someone that wants to be, you know. I know people might think that I want to be this, you know, attention seeker or whatever. Uh, and I apologise if that's how it appears to. to no, I, I am, but that's not my intention. I don't want to be. Um, and it may look like that I want to be a super fan as well, because obviously, people have, you know, may not have seen me at you know matches uh, until. Recently, you know, I've made it clear that I've supported the club um, from a young age. You know, some people have, have come in that they don't necessarily believe that, which is absolutely fine. Um, but obviously, only because people have only seen me recently, they assume that I've only supported the club, you know, now. But I've, mm. I mean, I've, 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 I've been obviously supporting the club for a long time. I've, um, you know, people, I, I, I used to chat on people, you know, uh, chat with people on like Facebook like over ten years ago, and there's people yeah. who, you know, that I've I've, I've known uh, for over ten years. Um, I wouldn't say no, but I've spoken to, you know, um, 
uh, about the borough, you know, as, as, as me, me being a borough fan and stuff, who could who could confirm that I've obviously been a, a borough fan for as long as I've said I have. But obviously, only because people have only seen me recently, they just assume yeah. that uh, I, I'm not, which is obviously their, their opinion. And yeah. That, that it, is what it is. It's social media in its entirety, really. It's just, it's just blown up, and I think it's really nice of Rudy Gustad as well to actually come up to you and, and say those things as well. And um, yeah. I think Rudy gets a, like a lot of stick as well. Like Rudy's yeah. like, I, I really like Rudy Gustad as a footballer. Um, in terms of like, if you can hold the ball, you offers you something different as well. And yeah, and I think as as a footballer as well, you you're bound to get that hit, and it's just every every fan thinks they know everything. Um, yeah. We can we can break down games and we'll give our opinions and it's an opinionated spot, uh, but not everyone's right. The only end of the day is that it's the manager's opinion and that should be um, uh. that should be it really. But um, we had a few questions um, for you in terms of uh, this this podcast. Um, okay. Um, but we've kind of covered most of them. So um, Tyler, Tyler said, should we go back to the pre Leeds away team? Um, so we kind of said uh. that at the start. We both kind of agreed yes. we should, yeah, definitely should. Um, Liam, D- Liam Davies said that have the, have the signings of Bezic and Savile disrupted the rhythm of the team, um, uh, making too much competition for places in, in a position where we had cover. Um, therefore, uh, our hunger to bring someone in is ultimately, ultimately our downfall. Um, do you think uh, that? Do you think they have? Yeah, um, obviously. If, if you look at our, you know, the, the positions that we've obviously strengthened, um, there, there weren't really positions we needed to strengthen. You know, central midfield, we have a lot of central midfielders. You know, if, if you look at the likes of Ledbetter and um, Lewis Swink, you know, two central midfielders who, you know, can't even make our bench. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because, I mean, I, I looked at, um, I'm slightly going off the, the, the tangent, but I looked at our recent bench uh, against uh, Nottingham Forest and we could have easily have made another bench mm-hmm. um, of players that weren't involved, you know, I think, uh, so, um, so was, who, who was in the bench? I can't remember, was it Dimmy or Lonergan? Um, it was Lonergan. No, 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 Lonergan it was, was, it was, was, was Dimmy back on the bench? Because I remember Lonergan was on the bench for one of, I can't remember, was Dimmy back on the bench? I think Dimmy might have been back on the bench for that one. I can't remember. I honestly can't remember. I can't remember, remember but basically, yeah, so you'd have one of them um, not involved, that, 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 that could be on the bench. You could have Del Fry. He wasn't involved in the squad. He could be on the bench. You could have uh, Lewis Wing, uh, Grant Ledbetter, Marcus Tavernier, uh, Ashley Fletcher, and uh, uh, Harry Chapman. You know, and that's mm-hmm. a very, very good bench. Players that aren't even in the squad. You know, did I say Grant Ledbetter as well? There's, yeah. You know, it just shows you the strength of, of, of our squad. To be honest, players that can't even make the bench. You can, you know, you you, 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 you can make a bench in itself. If that makes sense. Yeah, um, it yeah. it does make sense. Well, um, it doesn't. It, it, I've just got a notification on my on my phone there. It just came up that Middlesbrough losing two and a half time against Walsall. Oh, so, really? um, Chapman and Wing probably aren't doing um, much at much at the minute. Um, but you're right that we have the strength and depth in the team, and I think Bezic and Savile signings are actually good signings. Um, they are number term, Yeah, Bezic. I don't know if we will bring him in permanently. Um, mm. I think that's hence why we've kind of brought Saville in, um, because mm. I think Saville's probably going to be the one that we do buy. Well, in the future, I think we are, we're buying him in January anyway. Um, but it, oh, yeah. it's um, I think Bezic probably won't sign for us. Um, 
in the end. But I do like mm. I do like George Savile. I think George Savile's more of like a luxury player. Um, he's like a luxury midfielder. And he, he, you know, against Ipswich, he he showed, and then against Bolton, he showed again that he he was good. And I think he's only everyone's allowed one one or two bad games, and mm. unfortunately, that was one of the games that he was he was purring. Um, but next question um, is from. Naomi, I can I can never pronounce this name anyway. But Naomi says, um, "Should Tony should have should Tony Pulis have sold Patrick Bamford?" Uh, should, well, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Um, should Tony Pulis have told Patrick? Well, I mean, judging by what Pulis has said, Patrick Bamford wanted to go, and I'm I'm, I'm a believer. If a player wants to go, you know, is there any point in in in, in the player staying? Uh, how true that is, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But obviously, Patrick Bamford's a proven striker in this in, in this league. Um, he's a proven uh, goal scorer, and he's obviously a, a player that um, seems to be settled, seems to be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but would Pulis, because he wants to play as number nine, mm-hmm. with Pulis only playing one striker, does it does 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 it suit Patrick Bamford's strengths? Is you know because I always thought he was best when he had. Someone alongside him, you know, mm-hmm. Jenny Boston, um, or um, or Lee Tomlin. You know, is is always better when you have someone alongside him yeah. who you know he's got a little partnership with. But obviously, if he was to be playing, uh, you know, where, where would he be playing? Would he be playing in that number nine role? Obviously, when you played that number nine role last season, I think he went in an incredible run of form where he got like eight goals in five games or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he's, he's, he's a proven. Player, but I guess it depends on on the style of football you're playing. If you've got the likes of Adama Traore, you know, um, pulling balls in the box and stuff, obviously that'll suit him to a T. Um, but it's difficult. I, I I like Patrick Bamford. I thought he was a very very good striker. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's a difficult one. It really is because you, you don't know the, the, the ins and outs. Because if a player yeah. wants to go, you know, I've, I've always been a believer. You should you should you should, you should let them go for the best. You know, value for money deal, and we obviously got te- you know, arguably, I think we've been told this is, is going to end up costing uh, Leeds 10 billion, um, yeah. the whole package. Um, so, which is a pretty good deal. That's obviously strengthened them, uh, although he's obviously gone injured and he's been on the bench lately. Um, but should Tony Pulis have sold Patrick Bamford? It's honestly it's a very difficult question. Um, I'm more inclined to say no. You know, I, I I wish he didn't um, because I, I still think he he can score goals in in, in, in the championship to help us get promoted. Mm. I'm I probably disagree with you. I I you think, think so. Okay. I think he was right to sell Pump Bamford. But I think it's yeah. just, it's just my opinion. Um, yeah, I right think there. I think Brits a better striker than him. I think I that agree. the style that we played didn't suit Patrick at all. Um, yeah. I don't think Pat Rick's done enough since his return. Um, when he came back to God, I didn't think he he brought much into it. Yes, he he did. He went uh, a great run of form, but he just couldn't get back into the team permanently. He couldn't do it. Um, so it was kind of like, well, we've brought in a British Samba longer um, when Gary Monk was in charge, so he wasn't going to get his game then. Um, we brought in Ashley Fletcher too. Um, it, it's, it's for me, it just didn't work out for him. I just don't think it worked out for him, and unfortunately, uh. that that was the case. And I think it was probably right to sell him that way. But also, in, uh. t- in, in just in terms of style as well, 
again, it just yes, he did score goals, but did it actually suit him? Um, well, under Tony Pulis, probably not. Mm. And just probably not. Yeah, it's interesting because I think Bamford would probably disagree and say that it, you know it did suit him. Because obviously he mm. got a hat trick against uh, Leeds. Um, he got two against Sunderland. He, he got the winning goal against Birmingham. Yeah. So you know, if if you, if you pose that question to Bamford, Bamford would say, "Well, actually, I've I've shown that I can score goals, and not just goals, but important goals. You know, without his two goals against Sunderland, you know, uh, we could have lost that game. Without his winning goal against um, Birmingham, it would have been a draw. Without his goals against Leeds, you know, it would have been, uh, you know, it, it, um, without his goal against Leeds, it would probably been a draw. He, he got the last minute equaliser against Ipswich that you know secured us fifth spot. You know." Mm-hmm. So he's, he's scored important goals. So, you know, Patrick Bamford would probably, you know, uh, his answer would probably be, oh, you know, well, I've, I've proven by scoring goals that, that, that I can. But, I mean, this is why we love football. It's just, you know, yeah. everyone's got their own opinion and, you know, no one's right, no one's wrong. You know, it's not that, like, you know, uh, Johnny's right and, and Yusuf's wrong and or Yusuf's right and, and Johnny's uh, wrong. You know, it's, it's all about opinions. And to be honest, the most important opinion is Tony Pulis's opinion. Yeah. You know, because it's irrelevant what we think. If Tony Pulis thinks Jordan Hugel and, and, and Rooney just said are, are two best strikers, then then, 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 then that, that's it. It doesn't matter what we think. You know, mm. it's what Pulis thinks. Simple as that. Yeah. What What's your thoughts on um, Jordan Hugel? I know mm. that he's a Borough lad and he's always going to get that reputation. Um, yeah. Used to work in the Dickens and mm. uh, somewhere where I used to go quite regularly when I was at uni. There and it's just. Uh, mm. What do you think? What do you think of him? Because in my opinion, I don't think he's set the world alight at the moment, and I think he's always on the ground. I don't think he's showed as much, um, uh, but I'm obviously going to support him while he's on the football pitch. But of course, yeah. do, you, do you think that he's? That's probably the best way to position this question there. Do you think he's been a good? Actually, do you know what? Do you think he's been a good signing so far, or not? It's a difficult one, obviously, because obviously, if you look at the signings that Pulis has made, you know the ones that have tend to have struggled have been the ones that came after the pre-season. You know, you look mm-hmm. at the likes of Aidan Flint, who came in and he started. He, you know, came in very early. He had the Pulis pre-season. He had time to settle in, get to know his teammates, and he's been obviously a breath of fresh air. But if you look at the likes of George Savile and Jordan Hugel and players like that who've come in, um, they haven't really set the light, have they? But yeah. I, I, I like Jordan Fugel. I think he's a good striker. I think he's a good player. He works so hard. He gives it 110%. And, um, but it's, it's difficult for him because I don't think he's, he's earned the right to be starting week in, week out, if, if, if I'm being, you know, uh, you know, if I'm being blunt. Uh, because I think Britt's been the number one striker. He's been scoring goals. He's, he's scored some very important goals for us so far this season. And... Um, you know, Brick can find himself quite unlucky to, 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 to not be, you know, to, to not have started the last, mm-hmm. you know, few games. Obviously, Hugels came in, he was injured. So it took him a while yeah. to, 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 to get match fit. Um, but I, I think, you know, I, I genuinely do think, you know, having that pre-season, especially the Tony Pulis pre-season, will help the, the players, you know, settle yeah. in. You know, because I, I think only Flint and McNair we signed him. And I know McNair... Um, had an injury um, yeah. uh, when the season started, so obviously he missed the start of the season. So that's why he hasn't really been in, in, involved. But he looked pretty good in pre-season. So Did, I yeah. think there's, there's there is a correlation between the players that came in, had that pre-season on the Tony Pulis, and did well. Because I think if George Savile came in during pre-season, if 
Mo Besic, if George Savile came in during pre-season, I think we'd be seeing a lot, yeah. lot better performances from them. But that's just my uh, my, my opinion. Yeah. No, I, I, no, I physically agree. I like, completely, utterly agree with you, I think. Um, you, we might see Bezic and Savile come good towards the end oh. of the season um, as they've kind of implemented Tony Pulis's philosophy and um, understood the the needs and desires of what he wants on a regular basis. Um, so we might actually see that come the end of the season. Um, yeah. Probably one more question to, before I kind of leave um, final, final final question, but... What, yeah. what was your thoughts on the, the Martin Braithwaite situation? I know he's, he started very bright and I did say mm. in previous podcasts that he had no choice but to play well. Um, mm. But what, what what's your thoughts on that? Do you think he'll go come January time or um, do you think he's kind um, Sorry, what do you think? No, I was, no, go on. Go, Karen. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's, it's a difficult one, obviously, because it's a, it's, it's, it's almost a win-win situation for, for Martin Braithwaite. Because if I was Tony Pulis... Uh, I'd say to you know Braithwaite, the most important thing is, is, is the team. Mm-hmm. If you play well, if you play well, if you score goals, teams are going to want to buy you. But if you play well, score goals, you'll be helping Borough, mm-hmm. and then you could eventually get your move. So it's, it's a win-win situation. And then basically, we could also demand you know an excessive amount of money because he's playing really, really well. But personally, I hope he, he, he plays the whole season because I think it's difficult yeah. for a player to leave in January because how do you replace someone like that? Because it's all very it's well getting... I think we've shown that with the Dharma trial. It's all very well getting big money for players, but if, if you don't replace them, because we haven't really replaced a Dharma trial, have we? No, you know, not at all. No like-for-like winger has come in to replace a Dharma trial rate. You know, we've, we're basically using the players that we've had last season, you know, uh, Downing and Braithwaite and... Uh, you know Marcus Tavernier and uh, Harry Chapman. You know young youngsters. So it's it's all very well you know selling the players for for, for a big amount, but you, in my opinion, you can't sell Braithwaite and buy a player as good as him because a player as good as him probably won't want to join Middlesbrough. Yeah. But then again, if if if, if you look very very carefully, there's there's there's, there's, there's top players out there and. Uh, it's a difficult one because I think he's 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 our best player. Simple as that. You know, when 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 everyone's at their very very best, you know, form, Martin Braithwaite is our best player. But I genuinely hope he stays. And if we get promoted, you know, that increases our chances of staying. And who knows? Yeah. But obviously, I spoke to a few fans at Leeds, um, which is I think the the the, 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 the day after yeah. the news broke that Braithwaite wanted to leave, and a lot of fans just basically said, "I've had enough." Twice he's demanded to leave. You know, doesn't matter how good he is, if players don't want to play, that's it. But at the same time, I think it's you know you also got to look play devil's advocate and say, well, if you look at his his perspective, you know, if he if he, if, if, if he plays well, that will help the team, and if you know by helping the team, that increases our chances of, of, of getting promoted. So it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a difficult one, but Pulis is, is, is the manager to, to, to sort that out, for sure. Yeah, yeah, he's obviously going to be the, 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 the best one for the job, Pulis. And I think mm. if, if in January, January comes around, um, yeah. if I was Tony Pulis, you've got to try and break the bank um, for yeah. a, a decent, well, two creative players. Um, yeah, you, you have to. Um, it keeps Braithwaite happy because he's got more creativity around him. He'll keep 
a somber longer habit because he's actually getting service. Um, and it brings that competition again. Um, appreciate that Chapman and Wing probably going to be cast out on loan again. Um, and, and Tav as well. But you know what? That'd probably be alright for them if, if we can get up next season. Um, but these the wings that we have to bring in, um, are they players... Well, are they going to be players for now and help us get up and then we get rid of them? Or are they going to be players that we buy now and then... Well, we keep them in the Premier League if we were to go up. Uh, so it's kind of like a balancing act, which Pulis actually has. Um, but, like I said, if Gen- when January comes around, we need to break the bank to get the right players in, I think. Oh, of course, I think. Um, but it's difficult because uh, wh- wh- where would you find those players? Because it's... Exactly. It's, 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 it's difficult because, obviously, how can I describe it? Basically, uh, if, if, if you were to go out and... and, and so you know, it's easy to say, "Oh, well, we should go out and break the bank, and we should do this and do that." Mm-hmm. But we also got to buy players that are better than what we have. There's no point in getting oh, yeah. players that are as good as what we've got and spending excessive amount of money on them. It's got to be players that are better, and it's got to be players that are going to be with us as well next season. Yeah. You know, there's there's no point in getting a player who, you know, is is is. I don't know. It's only going to be there for for, for a few months, and it's, it's it's going to go. We need to get players that are going to be good enough. That's, you know, that's better than the players that we've got, and it's it's going to hopefully be here for for for, for, for a while. But oh, loyalty, no. you know, doesn't really stick in football very very long, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah, you spoke. I'd love to um, inquire about Adama Traore <laughs> uh, for uh, Wolves. Yeah. <laughs> Not playing at the moment for Wolves. Always coming on the bench. Um, mm. Bit of a stop-start for him. And I did see Martin Keown actually compliment him a lot on match of the day. I think it was, well, it was it might be match of the day, but he complimented him a lot, um, saying mm. that he's starting to become the player that we all thought he, he could be. Uh, so of course, yeah. it, it's really nice seeing Adama do well. Um, of course, yeah. When I seen it, when I seen him score against West Ham, I just felt like you know, really like you feel happy for him, but then you also feel sad that yeah. he's gone. It was kind of like yeah. it was like kind of like a proud dad moment a little bit, but uh, it was just... that's fine. It's exactly how yeah I felt as well because obviously when 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 you saw Triori score and his celebration and it's just yeah you're just so happy for him and. I, I don't tend to be happy when other players score for other teams. That's you know that's not related to to, to, to Barra, but I'm genuinely happy to see Adama Traore score goal uh, and help 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 Wolves win. So you know, hopefully he he continues and he, he 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 breaks into that team and he shows everyone what he's about because he deserves it. He's a fantastic, fantastic player. Yeah. Oh, yes. He's, he's he, honestly he was he's. The most unique football I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, the the technical yeah. ability that he has, it's just that that decision making. That it's just, it's just getting there. It's just that fine tweaking. Um, he'll be. A, I'm sure he's going to be a top top player. Uh, that, that's very yeah. soon. But move on. Last question. Um, yeah. Before we round things up, um, yeah. what team? I think we obviously the next game Sheffield Wednesday. Um, yeah. Friday night, yeah. Yeah. What team would you play against Sheffield Wednesday? And that's from Josh Simmons. Oh, that's a fantastic question, Josh. Um, so I think uh, in goal, obviously, Randolph. There's, there's no question mark about it. Uh, I've been a big fan of Dan Randolph. I felt he was our best player last season, our most consistent player last season. 
Um, yeah. And he's you know, pr- proven to be you know, the best signing Gary Mott made. Fantastic, fantastic goalkeeper. Probably the best goalkeeper we've had since Mark Schwarzer. Mm-hmm. So that's obviously a shoo-in. Um, I think defence is going to be the same. Um, I expect it to be Shotton, right back, friend, left back, two centre-backs of uh, Ayala and, um, and Flint. Um, but obviously Del Fry must count himself extremely unlucky because he started off the season excellently. Yeah. You know, he didn't really deserve to be uh, dropped, but it is what it is. You know, at the start of the season, Ayala was injured, so Fry had his extended run in the side. When um, when Ayala came back, uh, we got, got back fit. We changed our formation to accommodate him. Yeah. And, you know, we, we didn't drop Fry, and we kept the, the, the three of them at the back. Uh, and that continued until, I think, the Norwich game. And then, the, obviously, the Norwich game, we were losing. Um, yeah. So obviously, when you're losing a game, you've got to take off when you're centre backs. So you took off Fry, um, and we haven't really seen Fry since, apart from yeah. against Preston in the cup. So he can count himself extremely, extremely unlucky. Uh, and then, oh, of course, he wasn't unlucky, even yeah. on the bench uh, in the last game, which I thought was surprising because obviously I like Danny Bart. Um, I think he's a good defender, but you know, managers tend to have you know tend to favour the signings that they make. Above yeah, of course. The, the, you know the players that are already here, and you, you know you've seen that with the likes of Lewis Wynn not being in the squad, and yeah. Dale Fry not being in the squad, Ashley Fletcher not being in the squad. Even though you know they've you know Tavernier, even though they've started the season off very very well, every time they've performed they've been great. But ultimately, if, if if you're not a manager signing, you know you can't really blame the you know the the, the manager for not doing that. Mm-hmm. So I you know expect it to be the same uh, defence. Um, I suppose it's two different questions. The team that I would like and the team that I expect to see, you know, because the team that I would like, I'd like to see Clayton, House and, and Wing. Do yeah. I expect to see Wing back into the team? Probably not. You know, I, 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 I doubt Pulis is not going to put Wing on the bench and then all of a sudden start him against Sheffield Wednesday. Oh, yeah. But I hope, I mean, it depends on what the question is. I mean, is it the question that I hope or is it or the question I expect Pulist uh, to, 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 to pick. It's what, if it's Pulist, sorry? It's what you would play. It's what you if, I, if, 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 if I would play, I'd, I'd play uh, uh, Lewis Wing uh, yeah. alongside Housen and um, Clayton. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, on the right, I'd go with Stewie. On the left, Braithwaite. And up front, up front Sandalonga. Yeah. Uh, then obviously on the bench, I'd have um, Dimmy on the bench. I'd have Del Fry on the bench. I've had McQueen on the bench. Uh, I'd have uh, George Savile on the bench. I'd have Mo Besic on the bench. I'd have Marcus Tavernier on the bench. And I'd have uh, Jordan Hugel on the yeah. bench. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so obviously that would mean a few players won't make the squad, but it's, it's, it's difficult um, that's why, that's... To, 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 to pick a team because I, I look at that bench and think, yeah, there's, there's, there's a plan B. Um but yeah, I mean that's the, that's the team that I'd pick, um, and we'll see, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. To be fair, yeah, um, I think it's I think it's a good size. It was Randolph shot on Flint Ayala friend, Clayton Housen yeah. wing, Stewie yeah. Braithwaite and Britt. Um, yeah, my eleven uh, would be Randolph. Um, keep shot on there. I think he's, he's yeah. he, yes, he had that one bad game, but I think he's been. He's improved a lot since his, his debut. I think when I watched him on his debut, I think it was against Brentford, wasn't oh, yeah. it? And he's got torn. Brentford, yes, right, yeah. Torn a new. Yeah. Got torn a new one. Um, mm. 
Aidan Flint, 100%. Yeah. Been unbelievable so far. Um, yeah. Now, I think this is where I think this is where this changes um, for me. Mm. Um, yeah. And I, I want to hear, I kind of want to hear your response. Um, oh. Flint, I play Dale Fry, and then I'll play McQueen yeah. at the back. Okay. Um, so that'd be my back four. Now the reason being behind this is, I think George Friend's legs are just gone. Like I don't get yeah. my love George Friend, done everything for the club. Um, just think that McQueen probably deserves a chance. He has a bit of p- more pace on him, and I feel like he can get forward a bit more. Um, and in terms of uh, Dale Fry, now Ayala does this thing to me where I love him but I hate him, and sometimes I can't. I just, I just can't. Yeah. I can't trust him. Um, when I watch him on the football pitch, he just does so many stupid things, and you just think, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" Man, just, um, so I feel really nervous around him. So I put Fry in there. Um, I think he's gonna. He's. I'm predicting that he probably will become better than Ben Gibson. You know, he's he's oh, he's, I he's, think bri- so. 100%, he's Yeah, he just looks like a much more cooler footballer. He he can pass the ball. He's defensively mm. very sound, and um, he just looks like a. a very very talented centre back and we do very well bringing defenders through so um, yeah that'll be my back, I'll be my back line um, then midfield 100% agree with you Clayton House and Wing um, I'd bring I'd bring Lewis Wing back in the team um, Donnie Bezic and Savile have done enough to warrant a place on the pitch um, I'd probably agree with you again with probably Stewie and Braithwaite um, and then, then Britt um, then you've got I put Brit up top, hundred percent. Yeah, Brit's our top goal scorer. Um, yeah. Prefer him to Gusten. I prefer him to Hugel. Bench. Mm. <sighs> I haven't even I haven't even thought about a bench. Um, it's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll probably put Tav on there. Um, mm. Gusted. Um, mm. Hugel. So mm. then I'll probably put McNair. That's, that's four. Uh, Dimmy five. Um, Ayala and uh, last one got a defender on there. Got a uh, got two got two defenders on there. We've got a midfield. I probably go one more midfielder. Um, uh, might go Bez. Yeah, I'll go Bezic. Uh, yeah, it's difficult. We've got such a big squad. It's so, difficult because you'll have no matter what bench you pick, no matter what squad you pick, you will be leaving out some very good players. Yeah. As simple as that. So, yeah, it's it's not easy. I know it's it is actually is a really tough one. Like we've got so much depth in midfield within, and when you look mm. at our options going forward, we just haven't got it yet. Um, mm. Especially in that wide position, that uh, that width position, but. I'm sure it'll come good, Yusuf. We, we're both very optimistic, poor fans. Um, mm. Some people are probably listening to this podcast and probably think, well, how are they so optimistic? Um, <laughs> but that's the type of people that we are. And we don't really, we don't really slate as much as... We, it's more, we have more of a calculated response rather than a, mm. um, a, a short outburst. But thank you for coming back on the podcast. No you know. Um, I loved it. It's always a pleasure speaking to you. Um, I'll speak to you at the Derby game. I'll catch up. With, yeah. I'll catch up with you then. Um, but for the listeners, thank you for very much for listening to the Borough Breakdown podcast. We're going to be back here on Thursday night when um, I'm going to be joined by um, Elliot Venice. And Elliot is someone who I went to university with. He's a, a massive Borough fan. Um, just 
very knowledgeable and also very knowledgeable about fantasy football as well. So um, that'll be a very good podcast to have as well. Um, then next week we've got Ian Smith coming on. Um, we'll just it'll hopefully probably be the Wednesday, but we're still confirming everything. Um, but Yusuf, um, what is your new socials now? Um, so people can give you a follow and you yeah. can build that following up so, once again. Yeah, so uh, I, I'm still not back on uh, YouTube, but hopefully I, I do plan on on getting the YouTube channel back uh, at some stage. When that will be, I don't know yet. Um, I'm still think it's a bit too soon for me to return uh, to that. But uh, I'm back on Twitter, Yusuf Borough fan. Uh, I'm on uh, Instagram. Um, I've just recently hit 5,000 followers on Instagram, which Congrats. I was quite pleased about. Um, uh, and that's Yusuf underscore Borough. Um, so the, yeah, they're the two main um, social media that I, that I use. And um, yeah, hopefully YouTube will, will, will be back um, in a month or two. I'm not sure yet, but yeah, uh, in, in, in the not so uh, distant future. Oh, congratulations on hitting 5,000 by the way very very difficult to do thank you very um, much yeah it wasn't easy and uh, yeah I, I thought because I was, I was uh, given a assigned uh, 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 shirt uh, at the Ipswich game by um, uh, by by someone and uh, it was signed by Tony Pulis so I thought I'd give it to one of my uh, followers and uh, I said all, all they got to do is, is put a hashtag uh, up the bar I think you might have done that as well okay. in the hat and, um, and then I went to a website and uh, basically they automatically picked a random name out of the hat and uh, they won the prize and the, the per- and the person received their kit this morning um, uh, today this morning um, and they, they, they've got a signed uh, shirt so you know small things like that it makes me really really happy you know that I've made someone uh, happy and um, I like I like doing you know small things like that to be fair so yeah absolutely happy with that you're a top man Yusuf you're a top top right, man cheers, cheers uh, thank you for coming on uh, so this Borough Breakdown thank you very much for listening Hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy so I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.